This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. You can actually control the website, too. You go to freetalklive.com, and you can add things to the site. So you find a news story online or a blog post or Perhaps it's uh, something else, maybe a video that you think is interesting. You post it as show prep at freetalklive.com, and then other listeners at that point can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've suggested. You can vote on other people's suggestions as well, and the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. Uh, So we're going to get to your phone calls here. And in fact, we're going to go straight to the phones because we have a special guest on the line with us here tonight, Michelle Seven, uh, who has been a a co-host on the show a number of times in the past, has been down at the Occupy Wall Street event uh, that has been going on for months and was just rousted uh, last night, they came in with, as I have heard, and Michelle, maybe you can clarify some of this, a thousand police officers, 200, more than 200 people were arrested, just like with the other uh, occupation raids, if you want to call it that. Uh, they, ha- they came in, they swooped in in the very early morning hours, so when the, you know, the commotion is, is as low as it possibly can be, when most people are sleeping, uh, that's when they came in and they literally cleared out the entirety of Zuccotti Park early this morning. Uh, Michelle, did I get all that correct? Yeah, I'm not sure the number of uh, police officers, but they did arrive at 1 o'clock in the morning. And that is basically quiet hours, not officially, but just uh, from the seven, eight days that I have been there at that time of the evening over the last six weeks, it was just, that was a quiet time. And so um, up until uh, then, there had been some talk about the there potentially being a fire hazard. And so the people within the park were working with both the fire department as well as the owner of the property and um, to remedy that. And uh, basically, Michael Bloomberg just overrode all of those that interfered and intervened and and uh, called in his goon squad that it acts as though it's his private police force um, and uh, and they went in and took people's property and started heaving it and heaping it and including um, one tent which they found was rather heavy because it had a body in it and they actually threw him in the trash oh, gosh. So, um, yeah and uh, the the uh, friend of ours from um, pork fest and things that uh, I was going to stay with down here was arrested last night, <gasps> Devin Belkind. And he is, um, he's with the open source and the tech uh, group down there and is very, very nonviolent and, and peaceful person. Watching him um, on the video get arrested, you see him wearing a horizontal, like green and gray uh, t-shirt sweatshirt that was, you could see he was thrown down and then there, when, you saw him walking, there were holes in his shirts and things like that. And he had a smile mm. on his face, but, <laughs> you know, um, he, uh, so, yeah, so the, the move to or attempt 
to expand over to Central Park, that was a bust. That was ill-planned, ill-executed, and I spent a day over there a couple days ago, and there was there was nothing, no evidence of an occupation there. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Zuccotti Park was the only place where people were occupying. So you mentioned that the police were throwing people. What other types of force did you see used? I'm not down there because I was going to, I was here for the weekend in New Jersey for, you know, another event, whatever. But um, so I've been in contact with Rocco Fama, who is down there. He's at an anarchist meeting right now. Otherwise, he would have called you since he's been the one down there. Mm -hmm. But um, I said I would step in and he, um, just in the time that we were texting about an hour ago, people had started to move back into the park. Which, you know, that's the thing, is Michael Bloomberg has authorized the owner of the property to allow these people to come in. They're just now not allowed to bring in any property. No tents. um, Nothing to sit down on. Right. Right. No backpacks, no nothing. And the idea that that they needed to have this cleanup the way it was shown on television is absurd. I've been walking all over the city for the last, you know, like I said, almost, well, six weeks, several days, all up and down Broadway, all around the park, down in Ducati and um, around uh, Times Square. So really all of Manhattan. And it's filthy right now. I have never, ever, ever seen it so dirty as I have the last couple months. By it, you mean all of Manhattan? Yes, everywhere, except Ducati Park. That is the only area I have walked up and down all over, and there's trash everywhere. It's almost as if they've just ceased to pick up the trash, just litter everywhere. So just to be clear, you're saying that Zuccotti Park is cleaner than the rest of Manhattan? Like, hugely. Was cleaner prior to the supposed cleanup effort. You're saying prior to the, the ousting of Occupy Wall Street, while people were occupying it, you're saying they did a good job keeping it clean. Absolutely. So why do you think Manhattan's Absolutely. dirty right now, Michelle? Well, you know, back a while ago, it seems like I recall reading that, that uh, New York City was cutting back, and they were going to start cutting back on some of their um, uh, social services or whatever, which is so interesting considering, you know, the city just got, what, $4 million from from J.P. Morgan, and it went to the police force. So yeah. are people able to pick up their property if, if it's been confiscated by uh, sanitation workers? I doubt it. Yeah, I no, highly doubt it. Yeah, if you, you likely, I think, didn't they come in with flyers or leaflets or something like that warning people that they were going to crack down? And, and you know, if you didn't pull up your own tent and get rid of it on your own, then it, you likely forfeited it in that case. Well, I was talking to Devin, you know, because the plan was I was going to come into town this morning or into the city this morning and, you know, be there all day and be staying at his house. And I think the last time I heard from him was around midnight. Mm-hmm. And he had, there was no reason really to, at that point, to to believe that the police were going to come in. Otherwise, I would have, like, gone, <laughs> you know? I mean, I thought I had every reason to think that you know, it was just going to be a normal night and that tomorrow or that today I'd be down there and passing out trifolds on voluntarism and, and what have you. The weather's really nice and um, it's like, oh, 67, 68 degrees. So, you know, it's 
practically T-shirt weather. And um, so I guess maybe Bloomberg thought that with the cold snap that occurred a while ago, that that would, you know, scare people out of being down there. And when that didn't happen, I, I guess at this point, although, you know, on the other hand, there's been a cross-country crackdown. Right. We talked in detail about Occupy Oakland being uh, routed out a couple nights ago as well. Right. This, uh, you know, essentially gives cover to um, any other city that wants to to crack down. You know, there's the the crackdown in Oakland's been worse. So, you know, what what what's the big deal? I mean, if you wanted to take care of this problem, it would take care of itself in a few short weeks. Um, You know, I mean, nobody's going to be able to live in Zuccotti Park in the next, um, you know, in, in a month from now, it seems like. So, Michelle, is mm-hmm. is there something that sparked this raid, do you think, or is it just intended to use the element of surprise? Well, I think that, you know, there's been talk over every time there's been a problem that Michael Bloomberg has proposed. It's dirty. Great. The next day they had uh, 15 brooms and trash bags. And it at that point, from there forward, not only was just the park itself kept clean, which it had been up until that point, also the perimeter. So this big, you know, wide promenade style uh, sidewalk that, that runs the perimeter of the park was also kept meticulous and um and then it was another thing with the uh with the electricity or something they weren't allowed to use the power so some people donated um generators then it was the fire and then they were working that out every time there's been a problem the the people in the community have found the solution michelle can you hold that thought and come back with more with us here all right more with michelle seven she is down there in the new york city area at uh, 855-453 free talk live in every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. Right now we're talking about the operation... keep calling it Operation Wall Street. I don't know why. Occupy Wall Street. It seems like an operation of some sort, I guess. Occupy Wall Street uh, being evicted, shall we say, raided early this morning. I think raid's an appropriate term. Normally raid usually seems to go along with being having your home raided, but this was their home. I mean, this this seemed like a ransacking. This is where they, well, I mean, that's what a raid basically is. They come into your home and trash all your stuff. Yeah, well, raid, I I just picture them taking stuff. The, The ransacking is like, they were, they were really just doing tornadoes. They they were just like spinning around and throwing stuff, just destroying just, crap because they. Can. It was a mosh pit. I mean, gosh, a thousand. I heard on the radio today, and I haven't seen it backed up in uh, print, but uh, a thousand police descended on Zuccotti Park early this morning. And uh, we're going to get back with more uh, with Michelle Seven, who's in the area. She's been visiting uh, Occupy Wall Street now for a few days. 
Uh, we'll get the latest on that from her in a moment. I'm holding in my hand one of the uh, mini products from wisefoodstorage.com. This is crunchy granola, and it has uh, four servings for adults. I'm looking at the ingredients here, and it's, uh, you know, I'm not disturbed by any of the words. Uh, you know, I'm looking at whole grain rolled oats, brown sugar, canola oil, um, whole grain rolled wheat. These are the kind of things that you can be uh, pleased and feeding to your family. And this food will last for a very long time. Uh, they say 25 years. But you know what? If I was on year 30 of these uh, products, I'd probably feel pretty safe eating them, right? I mean, if, if you have to eat uh, you know, food that you've stored for a long period of time... It's probably a situation where you don't mind a little staleness, right? I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah um, you know, and you can cycle them in, cycle them out. These are the kind of foods that people eat on a, on a daily basis um, in order to keep the, your, your stored foods fresh. After 20 years have, have gone by, you can probably afford to buy some, you know, some new ones. Yeah, you probably, you, you <laughs> yeah. probably, um, if you save them, up at the very beginning, you probably, you probably right. buy a stash and then buy a little on a regular basis and cycle out the stash and cycle in new stuff. So there that you, you keep, keep yeah. it freshness. What do they call that? Rotating mm-hmm. in the, yeah. uh, rotating right. your product, a, a product. Uh, stuff that you can eat. Yeah, that's right. So, um, visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855 food wise today to re- request a free entree sample. Why in the world wouldn't you want a free sample? And for a limited time during the holidays, enter promo code F. FTL get a no cost get no cost shipping and ten percent off any order. That's wisefoodstorage.com or call eight five five foodwise. It's promo code FTL for a free sample, free shipping, and ten percent off any order. Peace of mind included. Greatest gifts you can give uh, the ones you love is wisefoodstorage.com. That's right. We're going to uh, go back here to uh, Michelle. She is not in New York City at the moment, in New Jersey, staying there because you had to. The guy you were going to stay with there in Manhattan was arrested early this morning during the uh, the you know the raid, essentially, on Occupy Wall Street. And mm-hmm. uh, so it, what's your plan, Michelle? What is, what's coming next for you? Well, Devin and I um, met uh, last week at a conference that I was invited to here, and he was talking about open source, and I was talking about um, civil disobedience. And uh, he introduced himself and said that he'd been to Porkfest this year, which I hadn't been to, you know, our our annual get-together for free staters in um, uh, up at Rogers Gardens. and um, Rogers Campground, and I hear you're going yes. next year. Thank you. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> yes. And so, um, so anyway, we teamed up and thought, how great to get some activists from uh, the Shire down to um, uh, occupation, and you know, in order to make it uh, not a burden on my family there in New Hampshire, I was coming down here to secure some money from the occupation, hopefully, in order to you know at least pay for costs for people to come down because people are willing, but it's you know it's cost money. And um, so, you know, support your civil disobedience activists. <laughs> but um, I'm still I'm still working on that. So that's I'm going to stay here at least for a few more days. So I'm the, go down so the plan is to tomorrow. at some point come back to New Hampshire, pick up some liberty activists and then come down there and uh, and talk about freedom with with folks. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. Or get get people on trains and I'll just stay here. But, you know, let me just say that there are two things that I find absolutely absurd. Um, one is that the media, I've, now that I'm staying in a hotel, I have a TV, so I've kept it on the whole time I've been here. And the, me, the, the uh, mainstream media is still 
completely in the dark about what Occupation Wall Street is about. I said, there is no possible excuse. I walked down the street and I was handed a piece of paper and it says, Occupy Wall Street, frequently asked questions. It's articulate, it's well-written, it's neat, it's clear, it's concise, it's succinct. We must be accountable to ourselves, statement one. Our government must be accountable to us and corporations must be accountable to the government. Um, And then it says who is asked, who is involved. Well, on the back, it says uh, that it's different than the Tea Party and then who kind of the people are or the groups that are assembling there. And um, there is definitely room for people who are voluntarists and libertarian to go down and and, uh, occupy the occupation. But in general, it's totally peaceful. It has been um, self-organizing. And I have not seen anyone wasted. I have not seen one intoxicated person any really? single time I've been down there. Not one. That's incredible to me. I mean, you would think people hanging out in the park, there'd be some level of partying going on. It's just amazing. No, they're working. So and, wh- um, and Or they're, you know, chillaxing or whatever. But no, I smelled no marijuana. I saw no alcohol. They were not. They were very, very serious. And the other thing that I find so absurd is that um, is that uh, Mayor Bloomberg is being allowed and not harnessed in when when people are effectively fixing the problems that he's claiming exist on this private property that he has control over, of course. And, you know, whether it's the, the – it wasn't clean enough and sanitized uh, – sanit, uh, sanitized enough or whatever, and then it was, uh, there was a fire hazard, and then they couldn't use the electricity. Every time there was a problem... You're saying it's been addressed each time. Derek, did you have a question for me? Yes. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing that uh, the people you're meeting with are, are level-headed enough that you are able to have discussions of the merits of civil dis with them. Are, are you encouraging the occupiers to participate in civil disobedience by setting up <laughs> camp once again? Absolutely. And, you know, that Wonderful. was the first time I went down there and, and you drove with me along with Ryan Maddox and Jason Talley. It was so great. Free agents. Um, we went down and I was representing the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund. And at that point, um, had conversations with the hundreds of people that I passed out the little handy wipes to. And um, they were all uh, interested in the idea of civil disobedience. Well, what do you Devin, think? As I mentioned. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, if, if people are talking about doing civil disobedience, it's my understanding they now have police occupying the park. So People have started going back, moving back into the park. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's quite But without tents. Obama. But without tents. I'm not sure. All right, I'll tell I you have... what. If, if, do you have more, Michelle? Yeah, I just want to just give you this one quote that was Hang on. Tweeted Hang over. that quote. We'll get back with it here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. If you are on the ground in uh, Occupy Wall Street, we'd love to hear from you. You can also bring up anything you'd like. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger Lightweight Compact Revolver is loaded with the latest technological advances and features required by today's most demanding shooters. Models include the original LCR and 38 Special Plus P, the powerful LCR 357 Magnum, and the LCR with excess sights. All models feature a monolithic frame, patent-pending friction-reducing cam, high-strength stainless steel cylinder, and polymer fire control housing. The LCR, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LCR at Ruger.com slash LCR. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free. The number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Some of those features include... Uh, the Shrine of Female listeners. We've got dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, you can become part of the Shrine over at shrine.freetalklive.com. The Ruger Gun Sight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, accommodates a host of optics. Um, in its compactness, it has a very heavy barrels so that you don't get as much vibration. Extraordinarily accurate. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. You can go see it at Ruger.com and purchase your local gun dealer. Ruger.com. With uh, Michelle Seven. She is down in the New York City area. She had to leave the Manhattan area, unfortunately, because her friend, with whom she was supposed to be uh, staying over, because she's visiting down there at Occupation Wall Street from down uh, from up here in New Hampshire. And your friend was one of the folks that was arrested last night. I've heard there were approximately 200 arrests uh, early this yeah. morning as uh, over a thousand cops swarmed into Zuccotti Park tore up tents, threw a tent with a guy in it into a dumpster, uh, likely brutalized some people. That's my guess. I mean, just knowing how cops it are. It probably wasn't comfortable getting thrown into a dumpster. Yeah. and I mean, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but uh, you know, if this is the claim, it doesn't sound comfortable. Now, the word is they are letting people back into Zuccotti Park, uh, and, but they're not allowing anyone to set up any sort of structure. So you could not put up a tent. You could not put up a, you know, a tarp. You could not put up any kind of uh, structure. You probably can't even sit down in a, a little camp chair. And they apparently have officers, if they're doing anything like they're doing in Oakland, they likely have officers on the scene uh, to prevent these things from happening. How long they will leave the police there, how long they will have security on scene is another question. Uh, Will people come back to Zuccotti Park? Will they move to a different park? What's next for Occupy Wall Street? That's, I think, uh, really the ultimate question here. And uh, Michelle, you wanted to share a quote with us? Yeah, I did. And I also would like to encourage people to come here right now. I mean, it's it's unseasonably warm. And um, I think that if now is just pinnacle time to where people are going to be in there. And then I, I think that there's going to be a... Um, uh, like a combustion of sorts, you know, when when the tents just erupt there again and what have you. And I think there's really that opportunity. And the fact that it is so warm and there is money that the occupation has that it's spending to feed people, to provide clothes, to provide tents. If you will just come and occupy, it is the occupation has money, half a million dollars. It's taking care of your, you know, basic needs and everything. So I encourage people. And the quote is from a friend. First, a 9-11 first responder who was there uh, yelling to the cops, he said, I dug your brother's body parts out of ashes. You are traitors. Wow. So there are people that are vocally expressing themselves. You know, Mark said earlier, uh, and Michelle, th- uh, thank you, by the way, for calling in tonight. I appreciate the inside scoop. And yes. uh, will you let us know if you hear anything new over the next few days? 
Absolutely, will do. Oh, They're are you planning on being there, by the way, for the... I'm sorry. Are you planning on being there in uh, the Wall Street area for the 17th? Because it's my understanding that on the 17th, two days from now, they're planning on shutting down Wall Street entirely. Yes. I plan on being here until uh, um, the 20th or 21st. I want to be back for Jason Kelly's trial. All right. Uh, well, and you're actually going to be in Manhattan on the 17th to, uh, yes. to witness this? All right. I definitely want to yes. hear from you at the latest. And Derek, you're going down for this I too? will be there also, yes. I want to hear Yay! from both of you, if possible, <laughs> at least one of you, so we can get somebody who's on the scene who can you awesome. know, give us a report. And Michelle, thanks for the call tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, Mark, you had said earlier that you you felt as though that uh, Occupy Wall Street is just going to go away eventually anyway. But, I mean, these are some pretty hardcore campers. It's already been pretty cold. They already had a, a crazy snowstorm, uh, as we did here in, in New Hampshire just a couple weeks ago. And, you know, uh, sleeping bags, some of them are rated for below zero. They're not even close to zero yet. Some of them are rated for negative 40, my friend. Right. Um, So so you've got that. And then you've got uh, what Derek just reported on over at Occupy Philly. If you go to YouTube.com slash... Is it Freeman TV with two threes for the E's? That's correct. Okay. Yes. Or you can just go to Freekeen and scroll down because you posted it there as yeah. well. Freekeen.com is the best place to check it out. And it's a video about this warming station that uh, some activists set up, and they're mostly liberty oriented, from what I can tell, somewhat. Uh, at uh, at Occupy Philly, and so I mean, you combine having the ability to do below zero camping and the fact that somebody's set up a warming tent, or which in theory could also be set up anywhere because they actually have plans apparently that they're sharing with people as to how to set up your own warming tent. So there's no reason why you know a group of hardcore occupiers wouldn't be able to continue at least into the beginning of winter, maybe even deeper into it. If you can't get enough people, I mean, they, they took what 200 people to jail here, a thousand cops took. 200 people to jail. I mean, this was a huge uh, step for them. You, if you have enough people, they don't come in. Basically, the police like to have their numbers at the very least two to one. Um, and so if you've, if, if you've got 25 hard cores or 50 hard cores, it's not too difficult in New York for the cops to come up with that many uh, police officers to, to come and shut you down whenever they right. feel like it. Enough shutdowns um, is, is, you know, a final shutdown. I'd like to point out that I think that they'll likely come back um, after this shutdown because, well, A, they've got a plan to, to shut down Wall Street in a couple of uh, – in a week or so, and that's important to them. And secondly, Occupy Wall Street – in two days, days. Yeah. Um, Occupy Wall Street is the it's the first one, um, and therefore it's important to to not lose the, the activists. Ground, yeah. yeah, it's important to everybody that Occupy Wall Street happens. So I imagine they're going to figure out something to come back, and there's a lot of smart people involved. So I'm interested to see what happens. I do think that the cold weather really could stamp it, stamp this stuff out in a lot of places. And I'm interested. I think you're right about that. I mean, it is I'm, tough. I, 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 I wish these uh, activists all the luck. Um, it sounds from what Michelle was reporting there. It sounds like they're keeping the place clean. If if there's a cholera outbreak, it's once again their you know is their issue to deal with, and I'm not that concerned about those things. That's a great point, Mark, because these people are hardcore. And with Michelle's point about how the media is not covering this, I, I just want to emphasize that there's no way to know how hardcore these people are until you go yourself and check it out mm-hmm. at whatever the, the local Occupy movement is near you. Um, because these people are, are serious uh, about staying and they're helping each other out uh, to make sure that they can stay. And with uh, Michelle reporting that the media somehow has no idea what the Occupy Wall Street movement is about. 
it just seems like they're they're spreading misinformation, trying to tell people that it's disorganized and without a focus to discount what's happening there. And to try to paint it as dirty and to try to paint it as dangerous, as well as they were doing recently out in Oakland, suggesting that you know there was allegedly a murder that uh, took place out there. But according to the one of the reports I read, the murder was allegedly on the edge of Occupy Oakland, and no one really defined exactly what the edge of Occupy Oakland meant. And so the, mm-hmm. the media is kind of glomming on to anything that makes the Occupy movement sound really negative. Or the, the lamestream media is. I the mean, mainstream there, media, there yeah. are, uh, wonderful. There's wonderful coverage from independent uh, media down at all of the Occupy movements, but, you know, I just want to piggyback onto Michelle's encouraging uh, words that people need to come out and participate in this and see firsthand what it's like because you're – it's uh, – terrible to get your views from the filter of the same stream media all right so now this is interesting and i want to dig into this with you a little bit derek because on a personal conversation you and i have had over the last few days you kind of expressed some uh, doubt about the occupy movement now you're saying come on out so what has changed for you 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 had seemed like it was you know a little too leftist for you or Something's changed for you. Well, it seems. yeah, it, it's just that with a thousand police coming to the park at 1 a.m., I mean, at what point does the media or everyday people recognize a police state? I mean, how many thousands of police have to show up before the everyday person says, we live in a police state? It's interesting you bring that up because uh, tonight at the Occupy Keen meeting, which I attended, uh, somebody made the statement that it seems like now it's more about rights than it was in the past. More coming up. Free talk. Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month, and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60, and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. We invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. You can go there, get interactive. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com and order whatever it is that you need or want. Uh, Amazon is the place you'll be going because when you go to shop.freetalklive.com, there are different links to Amazons for, or for different locations around the world. You click into the appropriate Amazon for you and get your shopping done. Get free super saver shipping on a lot of their items. If you order over $25 worth of new items, in most cases, you're going to get free super saver shipping. And there's also used items as well. So go over, get your shopping done over at shop.freetalklive.com because when you shop through those Amazon links, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. As we continue, uh, we will take your phone calls about anything. And I want to get back to to Occupy Wall Street in just a quick moment here because I, I, I want to talk more about how it's kind of changed over time and how, Derek, you've gotten excited about it now, whereas just a few days you were kind of on the fence, more of like an on the fence kind of a feeling is what that's, I was getting from that's you. That's right, yeah. So we'll come back with that. First, Chris is on the line in Michigan. Chris, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. What's up? You're on Free Talk Live. 
Hey guys, uh, sorry I haven't heard much of the topics that are going on today. I've been stuck at work, but I had an issue today that happened to me that I felt. I mean, you guys are like the first people I thought of that I had to share with that appalled me so much. Um, I had Child Protective Services knocking on my door this morning, or just before I left the work. Yeah, that doesn't usually make for a good day. No, no, especially when you're just getting out of the shower trying to get ready for work to race out the door. Oh um, man. Yeah, a few weeks ago, my uh, fiance had my one-year-old and her eight-year-old in the car, and she had to drop off some uh, uh, health services like uh, Medicare, Medicaid, whatever the other one for 65 and older is for her mom over at Department of Human Services mm-hmm. here in Michigan. And uh, it was a downpour out. It was it was just barely above freezing. The wind was probably blowing sideways here. So I guess she had uh, my one-year-old in the car and eight-year-old in the car, and she swung by the uh, building and looked into the lobby driving. It was pretty empty. No one was in line, so she parked the nearest available non-handicapped parking spot. Left the heat running, locked the doors, ran inside, dropped off the paperwork, and was back outside in less than two minutes to find a lady waiting outside the car asking if there's any adults in the car. She had the auntie of it, looked at the lady, got in the car, and the lady put a badge to her face saying she was a child protective services oh. agent. Yeah, and evidently it's illegal. So, uh, that's what this morning, uh. And sorry, how old are the kids? I have a one year old daughter and an eight year old, and her eight year old was in the car. So the eight year old is more than capable of keeping an eye on a one year old, in my opinion. Uh, but nonetheless, apparently it's still illegal. Right, so. for two minutes. I yeah. mean, we're not talking about, you know, uh, a long period of time here. Mm-hmm. And the heat, heater's on and kids are... Yeah, weather's really bad outside, too. Was the so Child they, Protective Services lady saying that it was two minutes? Had had Did she recognize that or was she claiming that it was longer? She, was claim, she isn't, wouldn't give us a specific time. She says she was unsure of the time, but it was a period of time that she felt endangered the children. I mean, my gosh, two minutes, you could, like, accidentally lock them in the car, drop your keys, pick them up, and, like, unlock it again in that time. Right, and you've got to consider with a one-year-old, and you're in a uh, situation where it's, uh, you know, cold, and maybe maybe, maybe there's, there's some ice on the ground, it could be conceivably more dangerous to, to take, take them a, out. a one-year-old exactly. with you for a two-minute trip than, and by the way, that two-minute trip then becomes a... 10 minute trip. Right. Or if you're going to carry the one year old, then it becomes more pre- precarious for you to walk sure. on the ice. You, you could take a spill with the one year old. This happened to me one time. I was carrying my son and, and through the woods at my house, I fell. And fortunately, I rolled so that he landed on top of me. He wasn't happy about it. I thought I broke my arm. Mm. Um, you know, but he was, you know, he was upset, but he was fine. Um, you know, but in the process, I'm just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So the woman harassed your wife the night before. And then well, what happened? Well, this is a few weeks ago this all happened, so it took them a while to investigate. Oh, so weeks ago. Okay, I'm sorry. They actually dragged her into, took me and her get to turn off the car, get my one-year-old and her eight-year-old, and brought them through the weather into the Department of Human Services building to interrogate them pretty much. Hold on. Wait a minute. They drove them away from this parking lot for this store and then went to... This the, wasn't a store. She was going that to a government building for oh, the purposes of uh, I'm sorry. Uh, doing yeah. something with Medicare. Yeah, both CPS, uh, Child Protective Services and Department of Human Services both share the same building here. How so. can you go into a government office and be done in two minutes? I don't know if I, that seems... There was, there was only a line that wasn't for her. She just had to drop off a packet of paperwork for her mom. So she basically has the name wrote on the paper packet, and hands the lady behind the glass, and is on her merry way. Okay, got it. So she's at a government building, the, therefore they can just take her right there, and they interrogated her? Well, they questioned her. I use interrogate because they grilled her for questions of all of her Was she arrested? Involved. No, she wasn't arrested Why at did all. she go yeah. with them? Unfortunately, she's, she's easily intimidated by the state. Um, yeah, oh, it's so sad. I was, she could use me as a prime example of what happens when CPS came to my door today. Um, 
So this all happens, and they even question. So they end up calling throughout the week. They had to build a, they had to build a case against us, basically. And that's why it took a few weeks for them to show up at my doorstep. Mm-hmm. But built the case. They called her. My fiance's oldest has a different father. I'm not his father at all. Um, he wasn't even in the car at all. He's 15 years old. But they even called him and asked him questions because evidently mm-hmm. he's related to the situation because he lives under the same roof roof as us. So Chris, they interrogated the 15 year old and the eight year old. Yep, and uh, and 15 year old's father. They call, they questioned him and everything about us. And, so he was uh, pleased over yeah, kids sure being in the car with the heat on. Right. Yep, and his kid wasn't even there at all. It's just because his kid lives at the same address we do, so that makes it qualified for them to have to do that. So so today, uh, as I get out of the shower, my fiance yells, "Hey, CPS is here!" Because she recognized them when they came up to the door. Said they're all tied around their neck and whatnot. And she knew who they were. The CPS right on their jacket. So I'm pissed off. Scratch that. I can sign on the radio. I got out of the shower and I uh, ran out to the door and I uh, got through my shirt and whatnot. Open it up, and as soon as I open the door, the lady pushes my door open and tries to take a step into my house. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I just put my forearm, pushed her back out onto my front porch, and I said, you're not coming in here without a warrant. Sorry. You, you actually That's physically right. pushed her? Out of my house, yes. Wow. She I'm surprised you didn't house. get charged with assault. Was she there with a police officer? No, she was just there with a witness, one of the other. They always come with a witness from CPS, I guess. But there was mm-hmm. no police officer. I said I was ready to call the cops. You don't want to because I hate dealing with them, too. But I told her I don't want a warrant, and she said... She said, we just need to come in and look at your food pantry, make sure you have food, make sure the kids all have beds. All of this is because it's somehow related to leaving children in the car for two minutes. So and, um, do you feel like you've been helped by the, by the government? <laughs> well, do you feel like you helped the situation is what I want to go ahead. Uh, answer, answer Derek's question first. Yeah, I don't think the government helped me at all in this situation. I, I told my fiance about this after the initial encounter when she had him at the parking lot. I told her they were going to come over. They're going to come in claiming that they just want to take a look around for the sake of the kids. But what they're really doing is they're just fishing for stuff to build a case on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I told her, she said, well, it's not a big deal you know, if I just come in and poke around. I said, well, it's not a big deal if you go. Chris, she told me, she goes, well, you guys broke the law. So I just, it's not a big deal if we come in there and get this cleared out. I'm like, well, it is a big deal to me. If you're really concerned about the law, why don't you file a due process and go get a warrant? And then you can come back with a police officer and you can come into my premise. Guilty until uh, proven then, innocent, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what she said. She says, well, why do I need a warrant? Do you have something in there to hide? <laughs> like, you can't use me defending my Fourth Amendment right as a reason for probable cause. I'm sorry. So you and stood your ground. Got, you didn't let this lady in at any point. No, I did not. Wow. Hey, and that's great. And what she, happened then? Well, she had the audacity to try. Well, it, she she eventually left. So supposedly they're coming back when they can get a warrant. Um, she had the audacity. She says you're just making it harder on yourself, which may be the case. But I don't think a judge is going to try to take away our kids or anything over over a car issue. Well, who so knows? I'm, I'm I, to fight them and, I really wonder uh, about this because um, you know this is. <laughs> The thing is, is when a government bureaucrat gets you in its sights, you can be in big trouble. Now, maybe they want to clear you off their docket. Maybe they don't. You never know. Um, now, I can assure you at this point, they do not want to clear you off. This woman does not want to clear you off the docket. Oh, I'm so sure not. I don't. You know, I, I never, you never know. I mean, maybe you've helped yourself in the circumstances. Maybe in this circumstance, maybe you haven't. Only time will tell. Yeah, I, I tend to really wonder. Um, what I like to do is to, you know, video uh, record um, any interaction um, that, that I have with them. And I still would let them in. Well, if I were going to talk to them, I'd video record them and not let them in. And I would recommend not even talking to them. I mean, there's nothing can be gained, in my opinion, from talking to the police. And these I are did an audio recording of this whole situation. You did. It started. 
Yeah, so I do have an audio recording. If you guys got a place, I can email it to you. I'll email you a copy of it. Yeah. You could probably um, just put it up on YouTube and then put a link over on the Free Talk Live BBS or maybe add it as show prep to freetalklive.com. That way other people can hear it. Yeah, please do. Okay, cool. So, Chris, yeah, definitely do that. this is a big mess and a lot of work and trouble for you. So I applaud you for standing your ground because you're making it easier for others to stand their ground and fend off intruders of this kind. That's kind of what I figured. You know, I figured they're not going to – what was actually done legally, the whole just leaving the kids in there, I can't see them building a big enough case to ever cause us any real harm. I mean, if, this, if I take this to court, I gotta, you know, I'll, I'll take my tax return and pay for an attorney if I have to. But you never but, uh, really know. I mean, we've seen people have their kids taken from them for some really piddly stuff uh, out there. So you always have to be careful. And unfortunately, it's really difficult to stand for your rights when the other people around you are breaking down and giving in. Also, so, it's, remember it's very- Thomas Ball. It's very difficult when they're holding your kids in the uh, as hostage. I mean, Chris, that's that's the, the it's scary. Chris, will you keep us in the loop? Let us know uh, if anything develops with this. Do. Thanks for the call, Thanks, man. Guys. Good luck. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of the airwaves. It's not legal advice, but I wouldn't talk to the cops in that situation or in most. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. The number 855-450-FREE. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there, and we give them to you for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you five, six, seven, eight bucks a month, uh, I bet you'll find more for free at freetalklive.com than you'll find in the pay section of those other shows. But see for yourself. Freetalklive.com. We're going to continue uh, with you and your thoughts here and uh, maybe a little bit more discussion about the Occupy movement in New York and, and Derek and how Derek's his opinion has changed a little bit, I think, just over the last few days. We'll get to that here in a moment. But Mike is on a line here calling from San Francisco out in California. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? I just wanted to clarify. Just wanted to clarify a couple of things about the uh, homicide that happened in or near Occupy Oakland. Yes, it was uh, stated to be on the edge of Occupy Oakland. Yeah, it was about be about a block and a half away, and <laughs> uh, local media says that it's a supposed gang-related shooting. Uh, yeah, there's not much gang activity in downtown Oakland, but. Like Except for those who wear a badge. Of days there. That's interesting that they, they would call that on the edge. Because to me, if something's on the edge, it means that if they're at a park, that they would be on the border of the park. That they would be on the very you know outer edge of that park. Uh, the outer edge of wherever the core group of, uh, of people is. And to be a block and a half away doesn't even sound like being close to the edge. But what's your, I mean, what, what's your assessment of it? I just have to go off what the local media has to say. Um, 
Well, right, but I mean, have you been by Occupy Oakland? Have you seen what's happening there? Have you, you know, are you aware of how far it spreads out or how how far it spread? They've been kicked out, but how far it spread out from the park uh, by City Hall? No, I haven't been. I live in San Francisco. Um, I've just seen it on the news. It's pretty much on every morning. They have, they're out there with live coverage. Actually, they're out there now with live coverage. It's about all they have to talk about. What is going on right now in Oakland? Because I had seen a headline today saying that they were going to move it to San Francisco. Uh, I didn't see that. I just got home from work. But uh, okay, yeah, but... there's the Occupy San Francisco movement still going. Um, so you learned from local media that the shooting was gang-related? Yes. Okay. Uh, so some of the media they... is covering that it, it wasn't the protesters. Yeah, they did mention, they made a point to mention that it was near um, Occupy Oakland encampment, but... Uh, right, because they want to the really are. paint the Occupy movement with as negative a brush as possible. Hey, uh, anything else you want to share tonight? Thanks for the info. Uh, no, that's, that's Mike, it. appreciate Thanks. hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Dustin is in Omaha. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dustin. Hey, um... I just want to, uh, if it's okay with you, I want to read this guy's bio for you real quick. Uh, his name is Andrew Bracevich. He was on uh, anti-war radio yesterday. He oh, says okay. He's a professor of international relations at Boston University, a retired career officer of the uh, U.S. Army. And he's got a couple books like American Empire, The Realities and Consequences of U.S. Diplomacy, and uh, The Limits of Power, The End of American Exceptionalism. So anyways, uh, he was asked yesterday on Antiwar Radio with Scott Horton uh, what foreign military bases we should keep because he thought, you know, some of them were good, some of them were bad. And he said the ones in the uh, the Pacific Asian region were, were good because it kind of served as a check to keep, uh, you know, like, Korea and China and, and Japan from an arms race. So I know you guys probably want all of our bases closed. So I wonder what you think about that. You know, I don't know about uh, foreign policy. Um, you know, that, that sounds like a. It sounds like Scott Horton would be a better person to answer that question than I would. And I'm kind of interested in what Scott Scott's response was. Well, to that. well, I know enough to say that uh, for me, you can always, if you're somebody who supports the government and them being involved around the world, you can always come up with some reason why you have to have a base somewhere. So this guy has just simply determined that the bases in the uh, you know the Pacific Rim region are very important, and you know he's got his reasons for that. But if you come at it from a principled perspective, then the answer is always, well, no, there's no need to have any bases anywhere because we understand that having bases causes unrest frequently in the the people that are there in those areas. Of course, you can point out to some of the constitutionalists that it's highly unconstitutional uh, as well. But uh, it, you know, it is essentially an occupation of these other – military occupation of these other lands. And I always like to point out to those folks you know, that are advocating this, how would you feel if the, you know, the German army or the Chinese military had a military base down the road from where you live? What would that make you feel – if that were the case, and then just let them think about that for a little while. Dustin, I, I well, definitely... From what I've heard about people, like I, I know an ex-Marine buddy of mine that was stationed in Okinawa, he said they're pretty much 
uh, welcome there. You know, as what? the Japanese kind of like military bases Mok- there, at least in his area. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can't speak. Maybe if they're Okinawa the is one of the most hated yeah. bases um, in the world. I mean, they they hate that there, as I understand it. I'm not. Uh, you know, he, his his experience is valid for him. If you run in a bar or a but, whorehouse near the base, you're probably going to be pretty happy. I, with I, it. I never heard anything like that. I have never heard that. <laughs> But that's always what the, the the soldiers will say. Well, they love us in Afghanistan. The kids, they love us. They're coming up and they're asking for things. And they, they it's great. We're building schools. And they always have excuses as to why they're there. Except they don't have to think about how they're fundraising. They don't have to say, well, the people here love us and we're supported by people at home. Because, I mean, Dustin, if you ask me what, what military bases to keep, of course, I would agree with Ian that I, I don't want any. But I, I don't see any problem with this uh, BU professor's putting his money towards military bases but i would hope that he would give me the same common courtesy and say hey you can choose to support financially whatever military bases you want and i would choose zero yeah Yeah. right and the question is the reason uh, i cited his bio was because he's obviously some kind of a uh a professional or he knows enough about it to make the claim that there's uh, a threat of an arms race absent u.s military presence in the region but he doesn't know what i I want so, I mean, for well, him to make financial well, choices the point about... is that most Americans, you know, wouldn't probably fund such a thing because they wouldn't know enough about it, even if they would support it, would they know enough about it? So you're going to say, this is the old argument that, well, those little Americans, they're so ignorant, we have to make decisions for them. Those of us who are educated, like our college professor here, they know what the world is like. And What's the... What's the benefit to the American taxpayer of these bases and then preventing this arms race? Well, uh, nobody can know everything. I'm not saying that some college professor knows better than we do, but, you know, you know more about some things, and you could give me advice on those things, and I know more about some things I could give you advice. What I didn't hear in this was the benefit to the American taxpayer, because, you know, when it comes to giving money to Israel and then giving money to, you know, all these other countries, Pakistan and all this stuff, I don't see the benefit, and I think that it's uh, sort of, it's unfair to for them to decide how my money is spent without well, me having any knowledge hold on, on it. Hold on. This isn't giving advice. We're not just talking about sharing opinions. We're talking about someone who's going to force their opinion down everyone else's throat. So, you know, maybe he's right and there will be some kind of an arms race without the the U.S. military there. Or maybe he's completely wrong. Uh, It's just his opinion. And I don't care what his opinion is. His opinion isn't justification to force peaceful people to fund his little vision of what the world should be. Okay, should you have your way, let's, would you just close down all the bases tomorrow, or would you want to see maybe see a transition? Would you be okay with that, like close down all the bases, except for that region for, I don't know, 10 years? What if instead of any of us playing dictator, we all just made our own choices about what we'd like to support, and if you want to support a, a military occupation in another place, you can cut them a check, and if you don't, you just leave your check at home. Yeah, I don't believe this. I don't this- know if it's an occupation. I mean, uh, to me, how would you hold like, on? I'll ask you the question. How would you feel if the uh, the Chinese military set up a base down the street from your neighborhood? Uh, if they spent all their Chinese yuan at my business and they didn't, uh, you know, get away with 
killing people. There have been a, there have been a rash of rapes in Okinawa um, throughout the years, and I would it's okay ask if they you, spend money, Mark. How right. would you feel about it if uh, you know perhaps you were involved, you had some kind of relationship to one of the rape vic- victims? Thanks, Dustin. Think about that. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at eight five five four fifty free. That's the toll free number. You can bring up what you want. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the porcupine realtor do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealtor.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Just dial in, toll free. The number is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733 here tonight. It's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. Inviting you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates to keep in the loop with Free Talk Live by getting signed up for our news updates. You can get them via email, Twitter, Facebook, Whichever way works best for you. So go to news.freetalklive.com. If you're a cigarette smoker, uh, well, I was too for many years, you know, well, cigarette smoke, not so good for you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier by some metrics. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker can save about $120 a month and... You'll not smell like cigarettes anymore. Your mouth won't taste like cigarettes. There's no secondhand smoke. People to accuse you of abusing your children. You can use it just about anywhere. You won't have to go outside and smoke in the snow. Free shipping on orders over $60. And you get a free starter kit. One of the best made vaporizers in America today is the Vaporsmith Vaporizer. And you can get it for free. All you have to do is purchase 40 cartomizers, use coupon code FTL, you'll get the free shipping and you'll get the free starter kit. If you don't go to if you can't go to you don't have a computer, you can't go to vaporsmith.com or you find the website confusing or whatever it is, go to 855-2-GET-VAPOR. vaporsmith.com 855-2-GET-VAPOR. vaporsmith.com. All right, 855-450-FREE is our number here. Mark, you kind of said something that might have sounded a little confusing in that last uh, talk about Vaporsmiths there, the best, one of the best-made uh, vaporizers in America today. You mean like it's being sold in America. It's being manufactured somewhere else. Yeah, like, well, you know, it's, it's best. Yes, it's not made in America necessarily. Right. It's an international product, too. I mean, they'll ship internationally, will they not? Indeed. Okay, good to know. Uh, 855-450-FREE is... The sun never sets on Vaporsmiths. Toll-free number here. We uh, continue with you and your thoughts. Uh, We've got Zach listening in Minnesota. Zach, you're on Free Talk Live. And then, Mark, share with us some of the statistics about Okinawa in a moment here. But Zach is first. Go ahead. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Question for you. Everybody's favorite topic, property rights. Uh, I was was thinking about this today, and uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts first. I'll I'll pose a scenario to you. Uh, Let me preface my main question by asking... Should harm be quantifiable in that uh, if you were to harm someone, does that need to be able to be measured? 
I think absolutely. I mean, if you're talking about uh, trying to make someone whole after property or a person has been physically damaged, uh, then, you know, then, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to uh, to assess a certain amount, a certain dollar value to it. Not to say that everyone's going to agree upon that or that there is some sort of set number that's that's always appropriate. Uh, but I think ultimately someone has to be the decider and it's probably going to be the arbitrator with the, the parties that are involved, all of them coming to an agreement together that, yeah, this is this is a. A reasonable amount of money to be, uh, to be yeah, yeah. Without knowing what you're talking about, uh, it sounds reasonable that you would want to quantify it. Um, people often talk about uh, you know p- diminishment of property values for whatever reason. You know, my neighbors painted their house chartreuse, and now my property value is diminished. Really? How by mm. how much? I mean, you'd want to quantify that. A black man has walked through our neighborhood. Our property isn't worth as much. Although I could say the uh, the the opposite. I like having black people right. in my neighborhood, so it uh, brings my property values up. Right. So, I mean, you know, you just have people making claims if uh, you don't have some kind of quantif- uh, quantifiability. Now, go ahead and blow our argument out of the water. Oh, uh, well, okay. So is Derek on board with that? Anything yeah. to add? I, too, agree. <laughs> I The only thing I would add to that is uh, not to forget opportunity cost when you're accounting for that. Okay. So, uh, and, and which I, is the stuff you could have done otherwise had the injury not happened, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, and uh, I'm and I'm not trying to trap you guys. I I'm just trying to lead you down my thought process here, um, because it started with the whole axiom of you should be able to do whatever you want so long as you don't harm anyone else, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's the main sum of you know a pretty basic libertarian philosophy. Um, so, what my main topic was. Now I, I'm an avid concealed carry holder. Uh, I, I carry everywhere. If there's a sign, I'm sorry, I ignore it. Now, property owners arguably should be able to ban carry on their property. It's their property. However, yes. how have I harmed them? Are, are, they, is, are they infringing on my rights? And, you know, I, I guess there, there's a battle there, and I don't, I don't know who should be more right. Well, because, okay. like I said, okay. they, they haven't been harmed in any way. I would tend to agree with you as long as you're concealing to the point where they have no idea that uh, that you know that you are wearing it. If you start toting it around in the open, uh, then yeah, that could affect their business by people being scared oh, away, course, perhaps. Well, uh, Zach, for, for the I, I would say of the conversation we'll we'll talk total concealment. Okay, but even still, if you want to have a totally clear conscience, Zach, I, I think you're still breaching a, a tacit contract. I mean, even though it's not written anywhere, if if they're clear that they don't want. Um, people to have the ability to to defend themselves on their property. That's that's a conversation you and that property owner need to have. Right. Well, um, you know, and I get where you're coming from with this. Uh, you shouldn't, uh, you know, harm others. But at the same time, uh, what I uh, what I'm hearing is they actually haven't been harmed unless you refuse to leave. You know, if for instance they said that somebody sees a, a gun shaped bulge in your pants, and they say. Is that a gun you have in your pants? <laughs> you know, um, and and you answer to the affirmative or whatever. I, I you know, I, you I don't know. And then they ask you to leave. You know, then you're. I mean, essentially, I, I think all they can really do is ask you to leave. I mean, that's. I mean, what can they? They can't give you a bill. This is for coming on our property with a gun. Right. We had a clearly placed. I mean, well, I, right? Because you, Derek used the term contract, but it's not really quite accurate to use that term unless you want to call it a social contract. Well, I said a tacit contract. Okay, right. Because when you're entering 
entering a, a place of business, there are these tacit contracts or tacit agreements, perhaps uh, this kind of uh, societal norm, maybe that would be a, a more accurate thing. Like, for instance, when you go to the grocery store, it's normal for people to stop, wait, and check out at the you know the the checkout center. Mm-hmm. But you know, there could be the possibility that somebody comes over from Madagascar where they don't have I don't know where they wherever they don't have uh, wherever they <laughs> sounds don't foreign have grocery <laughs> stores, and you know they don't know what the hell the grocery store thing is. They go in there, they get a couple limes, put them in their t-shirt, and they walk right out the front door, or you know, throw a few quarters, uh, you know, at uh, the clerk or something like that. Right. You know, there, there could be some person who's completely socially inept in whatever society in which we're uh, we're talking about, and and they wouldn't have known what the you know tacit contract. Was they could have pleaded ignorance, or perhaps uh, somebody's blind coming into the store. They didn't see the sign about how they can't carry uh, concealed, and there's not an audio message blasting it to them uh, as they walk in. <laughs> so the, you know there could be these different kind of extenuating circumstances as to why you know you may not have even known that uh, that that was the rule. And I, I would tend to agree with Zach that uh, if it's not known that you violated that rule and there's there's no real offense involved, I, I say. You know, there's no real uh, restitution that could possibly be made on that. Yeah. And I also just want to throw in just I mean, follow your heart. It sounds like you already do. You ignore some of the signs that say, you know, you're not allowed to defend yourself with a concealed weapon here. So, I mean, good for you if if you haven't uh, encountered anyone who's uh, claiming that you owe them money for carrying a, a weapon into their presence, then I think you're still clear. It seems like a good risk to take, too. I mean, if you end up in a situation in one of these places where you're the only one with a firearm and you can actually save the day in, in a cer- certain circumstance, then if the owner gets mad at you after the fact, okay, well, you know, give him some money and, you know, that'll be that. At least people would still be alive. Thanks for the call, Zach. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's a toll-free number. Free Talk Live. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Just dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That is the number brought to you by SACL CAI, 855-450-3733. Now then, Mark, what is SACL CAI? SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses. If you have a business and you didn't get into your business in order to handle all the bills and collections and all those things... SACL CAI can handle it for you. They can handle it in a way that will respect your clients. You'll be happy with their service. You can find uh, find their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. It's SACL CAI. All right. Once again, 855-450-FREE, the number here. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Nick is in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amplines. Hi. You were just talking about uh, property rights with that last caller. Yeah, that's right, and uh, specifically the issue of uh, disobeying the rules of a property owner, but without that property owner's knowledge, like, for instance, carrying a weapon concealed, uh, without the, the owner's knowledge, if you're, on a place, if you're in a place where that's supposedly not allowed. Yes. Uh, the idea that there is any kind of tacit contract, any kind of 
uh, implicit uh, obedience that is required of you for coming onto a certain plot of land is uh, veritably the the very basis of statism, I would say. Uh, in the case of, of libertarian property rights, the reason why the person who owns the land makes the rules is not because you are actually obliged to obey those rules. It's because of the consequences. That person can kick you off the land at any time for any reason. So there is nothing being broken there because there was never a contract there in the first place. It's just uh, a case of choosing to assert or not assert a particular right. So, Nick, we've gone round and round on this one before, and I've got to, I've got to say that I just don't agree. So no. if, if I owned a piece of land, whether that land is the size of the United States or the size of a, of a house, I've got the ability to make rules on that land. However, if I have, um, you know, if, if I have acquired that land in an immoral fashion, then I cease to have the ability to make the rules in the, in the same way that I can't go to your house, stick a gun to your house head or shoot you or whatever and then decide, this is my house now. Um, in the same way that most countries are occupied by a group of criminals and thieves calling themselves politicians, um, and those politicians don't have the right to do what they do because they don't have ownership of the property. So that's really what it all boils down to. The United States was sadly, I mean, of I, I, I'm not saying that I think that it's a bad nation, but that it was founded by a minority revolution that essentially stuck guns in the faces of people that claimed to be the rightful owners previously, whether those people were Indians or Englishmen or whatever, and said, this is ours and we're going to do what we want with it. And people that people can participate, but they can't overthrow it. Um, uh, you know, take a look at the Whiskey Rebellion, look at Shays Rebellion, look at these things. They, they weren't interested in other people setting up their own sovereign uh, little nations or having their their own uh, you know opinion about stuff but but mark doesn't your argument back up uh, what nick is saying essentially in yeah. that in that uh, you know what you're talking about is well you don't have the right to do this and this and this you can't just come in and point a gun etc isn't that simply because people have a tacit agreement that property exists that it's a good idea and that we all agree most of us at least agree to the idea of property so as to further this experience of of uh, being human, but he said that it was uh, the, the the foundation of statism, and I don't. Think I don't it, know about that. Well, I don't. I, I don't think what? it is. I, I don't wait, think wait. it is either. It's. It, sorry to disagree with you, Nick, but if I've understood you correctly, I, I would have to side with Mark here because it sounds like appealing to consequences is like appealing to the government because there will be consequences no, 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 for on. civil disobedience. Do hang I understand Every, everything Mark said? I completely agree with. Okay. I don't see where the point of disagreement is. I don't think it's the foundation of statism. Because states you don't, think don't what is have the, the rights. Because, wait, states no. don't have the rights but, of property owners. They're not hello? property owners. Uh, Go ahead, Nick. Uh, no, uh, no. The, the, uh, what do you think I said the foundation of statism is? These um, arguments that people can put up signs and make rules for their property. The argument is that is that just because you own the land doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want to anybody who who comes there. Doesn't I would agree. You're the one who decides what the restitution is. For, it doesn't mean that you can make the so-called laws. The laws exist above that. 
Okay. Well, the, the reason mm-hmm. the, the, there's no law in this situation, the issue is if somebody violates a rule on a p- private property, you're, you're correct, Nick, that you don't get to say, well, now you owe me $50,000 because you brought a, a gun onto my property and I said you couldn't. It would be someone else who would decide that. It would be an arbitrator with the parties coming to an agreement that's mutually agreeable for everyone to say, you know, this is a reasonable settlement in this case. And so that would be and I think what the only reasonable settlement in that case is that person doesn't get to come back on that, uh, that property. Unless he, you know, his, and that would be up to the market to decide. And that would be up to the market to decide what to, what would be and what would not be reasonable. Yes, I, I still see no point of disagreement here. I That's think there's only a miscommunication. Yep, I think you're right about that. So there you go. Okay. Thanks, Nick, for the awesome. call. Appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Frank, listening in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Ah, uh, good evening. Hey, what's Hello. on your mind? Very interesting discussion tonight. What I think we should do with our military bases, because we're an empire in decline, if I were to take, let's say, uh, a human metaphor, I would say this is sort of like the menopause of the United States' empire. (laughs) Uh, We're in the last throes of these vibrant hot flashes, and there's no one better to express the irrationality of that condition than Hillary Clinton, our Secretary of State, who is so (laughs) undiplomatic and so belligerent and so arrogant and so ignorant regarding foreign policy, diplomatic history, and international law. That's an interesting, uh, uh, what is that, a bit, metaphor? Yeah, that's yeah. very that's interesting. That's just sort of like my intro. What I want to say is what we should do with our military bases, like Okinawa, is basically uh, retain the base because we won it in the Second World War. That was part of the unconditional surrender. And we should build, use it to build multi-billion dollar office residential complexes. Well, how about you do that, Frank? Those to Frank, the Japanese. Frank, how about you do that? Because it's not my base. I didn't win it I in never anything. Base. And, no, no, this uh, is what I'm saying, how we could actually close down our empire and make it sort of profitable to cover some of the massive debts that this country has built up over the last Whose empire you know, 60, is it? 70, you know, 80 years. Let them improve the property. Um, you know, just sell it off. If, if, you, if that's what it takes to uh, to get out of there, just sell the raw property, um, you know, in the way, shape, or form. Put every serviceman in say Okinawa. Um, Forget selling it. Just get out. In, in, you know, in anything smoking. If how, they're willing to pay for and, it, and I take it. What, what I would to, do is this. Okay. Basically, we demilitarize everything. And, you know, it's sort of like all of the trillions of dollars we've spent in Afghanistan – the government in Afghanistan said that if the United States attacks Pakistan or uh, attempts to destabilize Pakistan, they're going to fight us. Okay. So, I mean, let's face it. It's been a failed foreign policy. Uh, we have had a failed foreign policy since 1947, and it's time to recognize that. It's time to liquidate the empire, and it's time to bring the troops home. This Frank, empire I, is finished. We're I'm, bankrupt. Frank, I agree with you, but how are you going to incentivize the military-industrial complex to stop doing what it's doing, building bases We're around the world? We're going to drive them for war crimes. And, no, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, sure. That's how, how are you going... So you're going to incentivize them by trying them for war crimes, and you're going to tell them that it's a better idea to spend their time and money building office buildings and and residential structures, because that's the business they're in? The industrial complex doesn't own that property. That's owned by the United States of America, which is a corporation. That should be developed, and that should be rented out uh, over a long-term basis. We could lease to Japan that Okinawa base, just like the Chinese... Uh, after the opium war, leased Hong Kong to the British for 99 Frank, years. are you seriously suggesting that the United States government is not a part of the military-industrial complex? 
Well, uh, the, the, the like, Defense Department most certainly is, but the point is this. I'm being well, very specific regarding international law and treaties and all of this. I think it's a better idea than what we've got going. Frank, maybe you should bid on the property uh, if they ever close it down, and then you can rent it out to whoever you want. You guys cutting me off? Thanks for No, we're not cutting you off. We're saying goodbye. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. (laughs) 855-453-FREE. That's a toll-free number. You can call any old time you want. I'm looking at the space here on Okinawa, the United States covers, and it is a good portion of the island. It's not just a base. I say let it it go. Just let it go. 855-453-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. More about Okinawa. You've got some stats for us, Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. This is... Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything that you want. 855-453. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. And we invite you on over to the website, freetalklive.com. Lots of features uh, available there for you. The webcam is one of them. You can go watch, listen, and interact over at cam.freetalklive.com. Interact, I say, because a chat room is built into the same page. You can do all those things all at the same time and all for free at cam.freetalklive.com. So Free Talk Live is going to stuff your stocking this holiday season. Ooh. That's right. (laughs) There's supposed to be an entendre there. Uh, Most days from now until until I actually go uh, leave for Christmas vacation, uh, we'll be giving away prizes because Ian doesn't want to do this. It's like leaving the whole burden on me to uh, give away all these wonderful prizes to our listeners um we're gonna do it on the facebook page all you have to do is uh go like our page at facebook.freetalklive.com and then uh keep an eye on the page we'll be uh giving away all kinds of things there'll be uh, you know prizes from toto uh vapor smiths uh is giving away a uh, vaporizer so not only you don't even have to buy the 40 cardamizers to get the free vapor smiths uh vaporizer uh liberty stickers bumper sticker five packs um actually ruger has some uh, new magazines apparently that they're um you know th- these these things seem valuable to me mm. I mean, large uh, large clip magazines and uh, several other prizes um, that we'll be giving away at facebook.freetalklive.com just go there like the page keep an eye on things and you could win they're easy games yesterday i uh, had people guess a letter of the alphabet and um you know so the person who got the uh, the closest to the letter won and it wasn't be like the first person who does it because obviously if more than 26 people participate in that one or like even if more than a few people participate you're gonna they're gonna guess it multiple times right? i it, you know if if the contests get bigger and bigger, there are about uh, you know maybe twenty responses, and mm-hmm. people did guess the same letter. And if they would have guessed the letter, I would have given them more than one. I see. Okay. Will, will there be games of skill as well as games? What of kind game? of skill uh, would you <laughs> like to? I mean, I'm, the only things I can think of at this point on uh, f- on Facebook are um, you know 
pick a number, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. Some some sort of trivia, li- listening in uh, old, old FTL trivia. I hate I trivia. Um, all right, all right. Here's the right. reason. And I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> I actually am quite good at trivia, but there's always another answer. Um, I once what? played Trivial Pursuit, and the you know what was the the question was what was the last war the United States participated in? They answered Vietnam. Well, we all know here that Vietnam wasn't a war because the United States hasn't declared war since 1941. So the last war the United States participated in was World War Two, and I don't want to, you know, hash it out and have, uh, you know, because, you know, somebody's going to get married to their answer. I see what you're saying. There's no doubt what letter I was guessing last night. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like you don't you don't believe me? Tough. (laughs) That's what it boils down to. All right, so people can participate in this by going to facebook.freetalklive.com, liking our Facebook profile, and then just keeping their eyes open on their news feed or on the Free Talk Live. Feed there. Yeah. Uh, you would obviously have to have a Facebook account for no. uh, this to work for you. Now, one of the things I wanted to suggest to you, Mark, since this is your, your this contest is your baby, and it's not that I'm not willing to help. It's just that this is the thing you do, uh-huh. and you do it so well. Uh-huh. So uh, what I would suggest is that you do it at different times throughout the day yes. over time. So that's not lo- not always the people that are on Facebook at 5 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever are having the chance to win. Right. There are times that are easier for me and times that are easier for other folks, and I do intend to do just that. So. Great. There you go. But so from now good. until when is your vacation anyway? Sometime in mid-December. I okay. don't know. So we got about a month then. Yeah, something like that. And and we're gonna give. I think I'm gonna give multiple prizes away a day. It's crazy. I, right. <laughs> we got so many prizes here at Free Talk Live. We're insane <laughs> sizes. <laughs> so go and get uh, like the Facebook profile if you haven't yet. Facebook.freetalklive.com. Hey, uh, Okinawa, we were talking about this uh, right. military base, and uh, Frank was talking about how he thinks that we should sell our base. And, of course, <laughs> it's not my base. I want nothing to do with it. We I didn't take it. it. I we don't occupy it. We it years ago before we were born. Apparently so. Uh, it, it sounds like we won it in a poker game or something like that. And, no, uh, it's it was claimed earlier by a caller that, oh, well, they love us there. Okinawa, that's great. They, they, everybody there loves us. And you said that's not true, Mark. According to a 2007 Okinawa Times poll, 85%, 85% of Okinawans oppose the presence of the U.S. military due to, you know, just a bunch of different things. Uh, essentially. And the other 15% work at the local bars, <laughs> yeah. right? And, <laughs> right. Or, or strippers or whores or I, something d- I, like do- I don't know what, what they're all their reasons are, but uh, according to a 2007 Okinawa Times poll, 85% of Okinawans oppose the presence of the U.S. military there. There are some other polls here that kind of mitigate those uh, numbers to some extent. Some people would like to see a reduction in the amount of personnel there as opposed to uh, an incomplete elimination. But that's the, that's the statement. Um, between... 1972 and 2009, there were 5,600 more than 5,600 criminal offenses uh, committed by U.S. servicemen. And, you know, imagine what you feel like if that's your community. And there's people from a foreign country that essentially living in your community committing crimes. Now that's five over 5,000 criminal offenses in Okinawa or on the military base. I would. I don't know. It's. It's. Uh, I'm guessing it's the former. It's of committed in Okinawa. In Okinawa, okay. Yeah, so that's what it says. Because if it's on the military base, then they would be prosecuted by the military, and it would be a military jurisdiction. Mm. I would suspect you're right yeah. on that uh, that statement. So there are probably several the more crimes by, on the base. Yeah. So um, they've you know they've got, they've got a great deal of the 18 percent of the mainland um, uh, belongs to the United States. I, it even looks like more than that to me, but maybe I uh, say otherwise. So anyway, the uh, the Marine that said that the Okinawans uh, love us must have been talking about the other 15 percent 
of Okinawans. Well, those ignorant Okinawans that just don't know what's best for them. The well, central planners really have it figured out. They're probably being nice to some extent. I mean, well, right. What was the exact statistic again? Eighty-six percent. Can you read it exactly? It's eighty-five percent of Okinawans 5%. opposed the presence of the U.S. military. See, that doesn't mean they like or dislike them. That just means they oppose their presence there. So it could be that fifteen percent of them support their presence there, but hate them. Uh, you know, right. they, like I, you know, like for instance, if I'm running, if I'm running the bar that's next to one of the bars that's next to the Okinawa military base, I hate probably having to deal with these round eyes coming in and causing the trouble <laughs> and whatever, you know, harassing my wait, wait, wait staff and doing whatever, being drunken louts. I hate dealing with that, but they do bring a lot of business in, so I'm okay with them being there. I'm willing to deal with it. See what I'm saying? So right. just look at the wording of it. Yeah, I don't know what to say about this. I mean, from the, the number of criminal offenses here doesn't seem particularly high when I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm you know, they're 1.7% um, of the crimes that were in that period were perpetrated by U.S. servicemen, you would think it would be a significantly har- a larger percent because service people are of the age of people that commit crimes. People mm-hmm, that commit yeah. crimes are generally between the ages of 15 and 25 right. and firmly in those numbers are u.s service people yeah. generally and you would think that the numbers see, frankly it looks like the u.s service people have been to some extent well behaved however when you're talking about 127 rapes then you can say look at them look at whitey um you know that it, it, it isn't gonna it doesn't matter what's true only what appears to be true just bringing people together just uh with those military occupations, it's, so, it's I'm, just horrible. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it seems to me that, uh, you know, I, I don't disagree with Frank's uh, statement. As far as I'm concerned, giving the land back would be fine. But if the United States has it in some kind of treaty, I don't see any problem with the United States, uh, you know, selling it and then giving that money to, uh, say, pay off some, uh, you know, Social Security, uh, you know, folks or, you know, something like that. Give the, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I want the government to divest itself of responsibilities. It's not going to do that. That's a pipe dream that I have. Right. But those are some like tragic numbers. But speaking of occupations, I was wondering if we were uh, going to be covering the difference in uh, how the occupations have been playing out uh, in this hour. Well, I certainly will have time to touch on it, and then we can continue on uh, into the final hour of the program. Of course, plenty of time for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. But I had mentioned earlier, and we never really got to dig in because we went elsewhere. It happens on this show. I had mentioned elsewhere that uh, earlier in the show that your view has changed just over the last week uh, about the Occupy movement, uh, Derek. And you know, I had been trying to, uh, to, you know, to, to explain the reasons why I was going to Occupy Keene. And you had gone to maybe one or two meetings in the very beginning, yeah. became somewhat disillusioned with uh, – and I'll let you explain for yourself. What was it that was disillusioning toward – you know, in the beginning of this. Well, a lot of it was focusing on, okay, guys, we're we're out here and we're ready to spread a message to the community. And all these people seemed to want to do was like wave signs and just do things that weren't going to ruffle anyone's feathers. And that's, that's just not my bag. So I, I was hoping that they would uh, grow a pair and, and start to do things that would rock the boat a little bit. So they they didn't seem to be interested in doing any of that stuff. And that's that's why I distanced myself. I, I want to get involved with something a little more serious. I see where you're coming from. And I would say that, uh, you know, you're, you're changing your opinion now generally around the whole movement. We'll come back and talk more about things are changing. Movement. On a larger scale, and I would say that uh, there are some pretty hardcore people that have been going to these meetings here as well that want to do things like camp out. 
and, uh, and and get arrested. There's one guy that said he doesn't feel like he's occupied until he's been arrested. So there's more coming up. This is Free Talk. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything that you want. Just dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Tonight with you, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. And we'll invite you on over to our website as well at freetalklive.com. You can go there and enjoy the various features that we give to you over at freetalklive.com. And those include a whole lot of archives, various different ways for you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, and you actually get to control the content of the site itself uh, by going to freetalklive.com. You can submit whatever you want, whatever link to something online you think is useful or interesting or fun or whatever, and other listeners can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions. You get to vote on things as well, and the most voted on me to the top and the front page of the website. So go and see and interact for free at freetalklive.com. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything, but for those of you just tuning in, we started the show out by talking with Michelle Seven, who was down uh, at uh, Occupy Wall Street over the last few days. Of course, the big news today, well, from what I understand, if you're watching the major news organizations, you won't know it's big news, but for us on this show, big news today is that Occupy Wall Street had a crackdown occur this morning, much like the crackdown that occurred yesterday morning, early, early morning hours at Occupy Oakland. Uh, this basically the same thing happened at uh, New York City at uh, Wall Street's Occupy, and they brought in a, something like a thousand cops, made a couple hundred arrests, and basically cleaned out the entirety of Zuccotti Park. And Derek, you had said that you are ready to go. Coming up here in a couple of days – at Wall Street, they are planning on shutting down uh, Wall Street. Now, I'm not sure how successful they're going to be, but the idea is they're going to have what they call a block party or some sort of a, a street carnival uh, that will essentially be taking place on Wall Street. Now, of course, to my understanding, they've actually shut down Wall Street. The last we heard from somebody was that they'd shut down Wall Street and were checking identification to let people in and out of there in the first place. So how easy it will be or how difficult for them to actually physically occupy the space uh, known as Wall Street, I, I don't know. Uh, Sounds like they already have shut down Wall Street, though. If meaning the, the government people, or the, the business uh, well, security if, if people. If Occupy's Wall Street's goal was to shut down Wall Street, they've shut down Wall Street. Well, no, no. What their goal is is to stop people from going to, to business on Wall Street. Uh, so they've shut it down to the average person, meaning the government people and the security agents have shut it down to the average person, as I understand it. Uh, but now the Occupy protesters would like to occupy Wall Street physically and uh, prevent people from doing business there. Right. I think that would be great. There is definitely room to grow. From what I've seen in Zuccotti Park, the police have uh, these uh, metal bars that are preventing people from going like to the buildings where people are working. So you'll see the people who work on Wall Street just walk out of the buildings, have their cigarettes out on the porch or whatever, and, mm -hmm. and they are just looking at this slew of protesters, you know, uh, divided by this 
bar, right? So I I think that the protesters could eventually cross that bar and um, you know make their presence. Uh, in the way of the people who are actually looking to conduct business. So why is it good that the protesters might make it so some people can't go to work? Well, they they don't like what the people do when they go to work. And well, they, I generally I don't oppose like what a lot of people do I, when they go to work. I mentioned on the show last night that I generally oppose the idea of say like occupying the port in Oakland. I thought that was uh, interfering in people's ability to do business. Uh, and I think that you know little people can use the port too. Meaning smaller companies could be using that port, and the protesters would have been getting in the way of them. If you want to make the argument that the the businesses on Wall Street are inherently tied in with the state. Uh, I don't know if that's true for all of them. They can't. Um, it, it, obviously, they can't. Um, you know, I mean, people that work on. Let's just talk about the the, the exchange. I mean, every business that uh, that that you know that stocks uh, you know fly back and forth on is not some business that got has its hand out and received some kind of uh, bailout from the government. And in fact, I would venture to say that fa- very very few of them are. So to me, this doesn't seem like a particularly liberty oriented protest. This sounds more like. Uh, you know the Che Guevara wear a T-shirt wearing crowd to me. It, it may be, but I think that they've already learned from some of their mistakes. I, I, just being with other um, people who are sharing ideas, they're they're going to be learning things along the way. Like if uh, you were there to tell them that, hey, not everyone on the stock exchange is is a company that got a bailout. I I'm can't thinking, imagine that that's new information to them. But you know, maybe maybe it is. I, I, I think that it could be. I think a, a lot of the people haven't thought it all the way through, and they're open to hearing uh, new ideas. They're I, learning I, every day. Well, and and so I understand. Like Mark is in a difficult position here. Of of maybe he would want to give that information to these folks, but at the same time wouldn't want to participate in shutting down that particular area. So therefore, somebody like Mark's going to stay away from this particular uh, event. And so it makes it very difficult for someone who loves freedom to go in there. But I guess you know, it's my understanding that the a lot of the folks at the Occupy movements are upset with uh, not every business, but the you know the big corporate businesses and especially the successful big bankers. Ones. The big bankers. Uh, well, some of them are successful because they're using the the power of the state. Indeed, uh, everybody but, has to operate within the state model. But then again, so does every everybody else. I mean, like everybody. Well, just because has you to. have to operate within the state model doesn't mean you have to use the state for like taking people's property and things like that. Uh, and so there's that, and you don't have to lobby the state for regulating other companies or regulating your competition. And a lot of these companies do. And Sometimes. the bankers with whom that these folks are very upset are definitely tied in with the state and that they're working with this in uh, a lot this, of cases um, federal some- reserve system so I'm kind of torn about this uh, this Wall Street uh, protest that's planned. Well, maybe the the protest that's planned isn't um, the the highlight that I, I like to focus on. I I think that you know whatever their political uh, goals are is secondary to what is now um, becoming the theme, which is it's about rights now, and I really like that because. You know, people. Well, that's don't... just what one person said tonight at the Occupy Keen meeting. Right. Well, oh, okay. But I uh, would agree with them. That there was a lot of agreement on it. Well, it's become not just for Keen, but for New York as well, because they're they're being kicked out by the teeth of the state. the The police are coming and uh, claiming that they don't have the freedom to assemble freely, mm-hmm. and. So, I so think occupy that's, the police station. Don't occupy Wall Street. I mean, wh- but which occupy right? a place that you feel like you want to occupy. I mean, they they are just assembling. Don't occupy in a place. my house. Well, okay, but 
they are occupying a, a park, right? And now, it hasn't hasn't heard anybody, and that's where they've decided they're going to share their ideas with each other, and they're going to talk, and and they're not hurting anybody. So I, I think that they, they'll be they hurting have, the businesses if they uh, of uh, Wall Street if they occupy and businesses that do business on Wall Street if they occupy Wall Street, and that's what their intent is. And I don't see that as a right in any way, shape, or form. I see that as a usurpation of someone's property rights. Okay, so I mean, I I agree with. You, then I'm, I'm not all about occupying the the buildings of Wall Street and getting in the way of people. I like who, the protest. Do business I, there. I get it. That part. I like that people are protesting. However, I think these people have had phenomenal ex- success, and that they um, they're they're kind of looking how are we going to step this up, and that there's a bit of a um, you know a bit of a, t- a tug of war between sort of the pro liberty crowd and the pro um, you know the anti corporation crowd. And frankly, I think a lot of corporations exist um, that largely have provided value to the world and that's why they exist as opposed to ones that exist as sort of leeches to suck value away well i like your idea of occupying the police station i i mean for me that that really drives i think that's where they would need to be focusing on if if they're going to assert their rights um but i mean these people are lefty but they're, they're going to figure it out they've already learned some things they're going toe-to-toe with the teeth of the state as i said the police and they're learning that the very same people who are raiding and ransacking innocent people are the very same people that they're asking to be put in charge of everyone's health care and regulate banks and to end wars. And it won't be long before they figure out that they have no chance of success uh, with the government. So, yeah, and I think it's important to have people like ourselves within that mix to bring that specific message to the table. And that's why I've been involved since day one uh, here in in the Occupy Keen movement, which obviously is a lot smaller than, you know, maybe the average uh, big city uh, occupation. But there's a good core group of people that come out. uh, In fact, they're doing it every single day, as I understand it, some level of, you know, sign waving, which, as you say, isn't really a turn on for you. But at the Occupy General Assembly meetings, there's talk about some serious camping, which would be illegal and would lead to arrests. Uh, which is is what has been happening in Occupy Oakland and Occupy Wall Street and other places as well. So I think that uh, the more liberty activists we can get involved, the more hardcore ideas can be posited, the more we'll find agreement on uh, certain issues, and the more we'll be able to persuade people to the ideas of freedom. More coming up, Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. We invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's Free Talk Live. 
Com, and those features include the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click download. They're yours right there on the front page of the site. And then click into the archive section to go all the way back to late 2006. All of it free at freetalklive.com. Coming up February 23rd through the 26th, the Liberty Forum is happening again. It took a year off, unfortunately, this year, but it's coming back, and it's coming back in a big way. We're going to have uh, some pretty great speakers this time around, including Michael Bolden from the Tenth Amendment Center, John Lott, the author of More Guns, Less Crime. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you've heard of that book. Uh, He's going to be there. Michael Cloud from the Center for Small Government uh, will be in attendance, as well as uh, some other folks I haven't taken enough time to really look into, but uh, different folks like Jack Spearco from the Survival Podcast, so going to be kind of like a survivalist speaker, which I know a lot of people are very interested in. <laughs> With the economy the way it is, <laughs> no doubt. Sharon Presley, uh, and also just announced, I am so excited to uh, get to meet somebody who I consider uh, to be a hero, and that is the wife of uh, Mark Emery, Jody, who we've had on this show many times. She is a heroic lady who has stepped in to fill the, the very large shoes of, uh, of Mark Emery, this heroic uh, guy who is spending five years in a federal prison cell for the dastardly crime of selling seeds on the Internet uh, around the world. He was extradited from Canada to the United States a couple of years ago, and he's been sitting in a, in a cage in a federal prison ever since then. Uh, and I know Jody is going down to visit him, I think, the week before Porkfest, so she's on her way back up to Canada. She's going to come up and uh, and speak at uh, excuse me, not Pork Fest, but the week before the Liberty Forum, she's going to come up and speak at the Liberty Forum, and she's an amazing lady, and she's uh, she's, I'm I'm excited about. It. In fact, we're going to actually have Jody on the show here in a couple weeks just to talk to her and get an update on what's going on with Mark because it has been too long since we've had her on the show. So it's 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 a good a time as any to have her back. Go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. You can learn more about the Liberty Forum. You can get signed up there, and if you use our coupon code FTL twenty twelve. You will save 10% on the already low early bird discounted prices. So this is the probably most affordable convention you'll you'll ever attend. We're talking under $200 for the full weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Full weekend. Under $200. plus the cost, convention. Yeah, plus the cost of a hotel room. And the under $200, that includes the banquets. So you're getting fed as well. And, uh, you know, you can still go out and get your own food if you want to. Uh, it's like a, fine. You know, there's a luncheon. There's yeah. a couple dinners. So, uh, again, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Get signed up. Use coupon code FTL2012. Save 10%. That's FTL2012. I'm jazzed up, if you can't tell. And uh, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live there as well. So looking forward to seeing you. Uh, We continue here talking about the Occupy movements, Occupy Wall Street, rousted out of their uh, Zuccotti Park early this morning, uh, hundreds of arrests. Coming up in a couple days, the occupiers had planned to move the occupation to Wall Street and to actually go. Now, Mark, when we were in uh, New York City, I think it was like the first year that we went there for a talk radio convention, we were sitting on Wall Street, were we not, where there were men with guns and like machine guns and yeah, I black think there was sunglasses. Any traffic there. Mm-hmm. No, they actually have barricades. They yeah. actually have traffic barricades uh, put up to prevent traffic from going down Wall Street. And rumor has it they're actually preventing just the average person from walking down Wall Street now, unless they have some sort of a like an identification that identifies them as a worker, somebody who wow. is, is working there. That's what I've heard. I haven't confirmed that. I don't know if it's true. We'll it wouldn't surprise soon. me though. And so coming up on Thursday, the idea on the occupier side is to go and occupy – actually occupy Wall Street. 
and somehow prevent people from going to work. I don't know if they're going to have enough people to be able to successfully do that. I'm not sure how it's going to end up uh, panning out. But it brings up some issues that you know liberty-minded people might have with the Occupy movement, and that is that some of the tactics that they're using we're not all in agreement with. And that can make it frustrating to – on one hand, you want to be involved – you want to be – if you're you know, in the liberty movement, this is a great time to recruit people to – not just – I don't mean like recruit them to sign up for something, but to, to share ideas with them. I guess that's a better way to put it. Well, yeah. It, it certainly helps to have liberty activists to spread the message uh, to a, a group of people who are eager to hear a, a new message. Ideas. Yeah, new ideas, some solutions uh, to common problems. But I think – whether there are liberty activists there or not to spread the message, I think trial and error is going to teach the people who are occupying uh, the, the lesson of liberty because they've already seen the success of people organizing voluntarily without central planning. I mean, th- there are hundreds of people who have – what is it? Thousands who have gathered in Zuccotti Park before and there were no guns being pointed at – each other saying okay well you have to stand here or you you can put your tent here they all just figured it out they self-organized right and and so i think that they're going to see that wow we were able to self-organize we're just people i think you're right you can certainly learn through trial and error but it helps to have somebody speak the message that way that maybe you can avoid some of the errors that have been made in the past so for instance when i was at the occupy keen meeting tonight i heard a number of ideas proposed as far as what should be done and uh, some of them were things that I vehemently uh, – with which I vehemently disagreed. And I, and eventually, if they actually did go through with these ideas, yes, they would learn that they, they would fail. But hopefully we could have conversations to kind of head that off at the pass before they even get the chance to, uh, to apply these things to say, well, look, you know, we've tried these things before and here's what happened. So maybe you don't need to repeat what, uh, what has happened in the past. I think there's immense value in attending these Occupy protests or Occupy General Assembly or whatever part of the Occupy movement you can attend to whatever extent you feel comfortable. You know, if they start doing something with which you feel un- uncomfortable, it's fully within your rights to speak up at that point. As was mm-hmm. done tonight, there was some more of an ideological discussion that happened tonight, which hasn't really happened too much around here. Uh, there's going to be uh, kind of a – there was one guy who's been going to all of these it's the same guy who actually said he doesn't believe he's occupied anything until he's been arrested. So this guy's pretty hardcore. Awesome. He's the one that's pushing for uh, the camp out to actually happen in Keene, which I think is pretty exciting. Very and, cool. But this is the same guy who also wants to have like a unifying message, some sort of statement that can be made that all of the people involved in the Occupy movement could agree with. And that's a very difficult thing to propose. But a noble goal that that would certainly help uh, promote the message. I think so. To have a soundbite, something that everybody could could point to. I agree with that. It's also a very difficult uh, platform to reach simply because you've got people of differing interests and differing viewpoints all right. within this same movement. So it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. This idea of well, let's come up with this this one message that we can you know put on a website or or whatever. Or, so or is it a vote out. situation? Well, let's well, let's vote on it, and fifty one percent of us. Agree well, that this is the message. The no, other forty nine percent of no, you can go uh, pound salt. I've never seen a fifty. I've never in my time in the Occupy movement, Mark. I've never seen a fifty percent or fifty one percent vote go anywhere. It seems like it pretty much has to be close to un- unanimity. Like there's different ways. Uh, they have these different hand signals that they use, and there are people that you can disagree. And you can also block. So you can agree, you can kind of be an eh, or you can disagree, or you can block something. And you block something when it's like 
if this goes through, it's going to cause you to leave the movement. If you don't care that much, then you know you don't have to vote on it, or you can vote that you disagree, but you'll still kind of keep going along. Uh, so th- thus far, no one has blocked anything, but then again, nothing too controversial has come up for proposal. More coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 855-450-3733. Mark, you were talking about the stocking stuffer program. You're running a contest during the show. No, did you see it? I, I see people uh, posting messages over on the Facebook, yeah. guessing numbers, apparently. Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> number guessing. It's the, it's the best I can come up. If people I think have, it's a good one. If people have ideas on how I can how to run know, a make new fun contests on Facebook besides guess a number or guess a letter what? or, you know, my favorite color. So what's the offer right now? Like, it's hot right now, It's right? a Ruger BX-25. You've got four hours to guess the number between one and what a is thousand. That? What is a BX-25? It is a um, type of uh, magazine. It is a large capacity magazine. There's a video. Um, If you go to our Facebook page at facebook.freetalklive.com, you can go to the link and watch the video. It's, uh, you know. People have been asking for it. Ruger has, uh, you know, stepped up this year and, and, and created it for so them. So awesome. a number between one and a thousand. They just go to facebook.freetalklive.com and post their guess. That's correct. That's easy. Would you like to know the number? I think that would kind of defeat the okay. purpose. Eight five five four fifty free is the number here, and we were playing with something. If you were uh, looking at the cam during the the break, there, you notice we've been kind of passing things around in the studio, and they're shiny and That's they right. look gold. What what are we doing in here? Physical bitcoins is what we have. Memorydealers.com. Uh, Roger Ver over there sent us some, and they're really awesome. Uh, they're different sizes and different denominations, and the idea is, is to be able to use this alternate currency. Um, you know, get people using them. Uh, Memory Dealers is proud to offer physical Bitcoins that you can hold in your hands. Uh, they can also be transferred back in a normal digital form at any time. They make great conversation starters and Christmas gifts. can be part of the currency that's transforming the world Buy your Bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. Again, it's MemoryDealers.com. And they're, they're very, very neat things. I I'm them. impressed. I saw them online uh, before. I'd, I'd learned about them before we started promoting them because yep. I saw Roger posted something about it on his Facebook profile, Roger from MemoryDealers.com. And I immediately went because I thought, wow, that sounds really cool. I want to check it out. And I went and I looked at it. And I, I just looking at the pictures online, they looked impressive. And I have to say... Uh, they have met or perhaps even exceeded my expectations. These things look slick, really slick. They are so beautiful, and they're really is, and they really are plated with gold too. Uh, a couple of these are right, like the the higher priced ones. Uh, yes, uh, the, the, the the one hundred one is uh, plated in gold. Pretty cool. You can go to memorydealers dot com and you can pick your own up there, right? That's correct. All right, eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So, still kind of commenting on the Occupy movement and uh, different 
I guess differing opinions of how things are going within it. Uh, Derek's excited now about it, whereas a week ago you were kind of on the fence. You weren't so sure that they were hardcore enough for you, but now you feel like things have been stepped up. The police have been cracking down, and these guys aren't backing down. The Occupy people are regrouping, and they're gonna. They've got another plan. Exactly. I didn't think any of the Occupy movements were going to make it through winter. You may have heard a, a speech I made over at Free Speech Friday uh, here in Keene saying that I think they'll all fizzle out, um, except for Occupy. Yourself, you know, I, and I think that's the message that people are, are kind of getting that, um, you know, they are the masters of their own lives and they, they don't need uh, central planners or government agents to tell them how to organize um, their life. They, they can make their own choices and uh, voluntarily associate with whomever they wish and, and go wherever they wish as long as they're not infringing on the rights of others. Absolutely. Now, Mark, you've never been out to an Occupy meeting, correct? I don't think I have, no. You have no interest, right? You know, it's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. I've got enough things to do in the area of activism. For one, doing Free Talk Live and keeping it, uh, you know, the money flowing into Free Talk Live is in and of itself activism. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything that I do all day long is essentially activism. Secondly, I have the – I'm sorry, what were you saying? Uh, Just definitely, absolutely. Secondly, the um, I, I'm working on Free State Now at freestatenow.com, and uh, sp- specifically a program to get people, uh, er, you know, earning money through uh, at freestatenow.com/earn, and been working on that project. That is activism and stuff I hope to do. Plus, you know, I mean, it's just the, the things that I do. They keep my they keep me busy. So right here, I mean, in the studio, we've got three different levels of involvement. I've been involved from day one with Occupy Keen. I'm in, you know, involved in their IT divisions, helping set up websites and uh, and online things for them. And uh, Derek, you've kind of been here and there, maybe involved well, in the beginning and kind of dropped out recently. Maybe we'll see you showing up again uh, around the, you know, around the bend here after you go down to Occupy uh, Wall Street. Yeah, my interest is mostly just covering the events because mm-hmm. you know I. I don't have an, an allegiance to any geographical location. I don't want to uh, occupy any, any particular space except my own body. So I, I um, just want to cover the event and, and show how it's been changing and how it's grown and what people are thinking about, what's, what's on the front of their mind. And Mark has been any any of them. So, I mean, there's different levels of involvement for uh, those of us here in the Liberty Movement. And one of the greatest things about the Free State Project is that people can do whatever suits them, whatever it is that feels most attractive, uh, whatever activism floats their boat, so to speak, uh, can be done here. And there are lots of opportunities. And if you don't, if you come to New Hampshire and you feel like there's not what you're looking for, you can just start it and other people will jump on board. If you Usually if you ask people for help, You'll find people that are interested in helping up here because there are so many activists and many of them are looking for something to do. If you want to be a leader in this movement, all you have to do is take the lead. You just have to say, this is what I want. This Put your is, time into it. Right. Yes. This is my vision. There are plenty of people who are willing to help out with any any kind of uh, activism vision that you might have. It's It's really great here. You can take control of the airwaves here tonight. 855-450-FREE is the number. Mark, you had news about Ron Paul, which was like pretty big deal, right? Yeah, this is uh, from uh, Bloomberg.com. Apparently, Ron Paul did really, really well in a poll recently. And, then, and we're not talking about a straw poll, although... 
uh, you know, interest, interestingly, several of the candidates have had their campaigns kicked into high gear from straw poll wins. Ron Paul can win every straw poll from here to the uh, Alaska, and it doesn't mean anything. But when somebody else wins it, it's a big deal. I now, mean, wait, Mark, but pardon my political ignorance, but what's the difference between a regular poll and a straw poll? Straw polls are um, usually done as fundraisers for p- political organizations, mostly state uh, state political parties. So, like the Republican Party of Florida, uh, Herman Cain won that one, and it kicked his uh, campaign into high gear. Michelle Bachman won the Ames straw poll in Iowa. Isn't and, a straw okay, poll where so people actually have to be in a physical location to cast a ballot, like at a Republican usually, convention? And usually something? they have to pay. Um, somebody has oh, to pay. Whereas a p- regular poll, it's usually a telephone poll or something like that, conducted right. by Zogby or something. So straw polls are self select are a self selected group of uh, activists, and Ron Paul tends to do well of them because mm-hmm. his activists care deeply about how well he does um, and this is the reason that they're dis- they discount all of his wins and all these straw polls if you lined up the straw polls that ron paul won versus the straw polls that every other candidate won ron paul would beat every other candidate combined now i don't hmm. know i haven't checked that but i believe that to be a str- <laughs> i strongly believe that to be a true statement um, however this is a scientific poll apparently conducted by uh, uh, bloomberg Herman Cain, Ron Paul, Mitt Romney, and Newt Gingrich are in a dead heat as the top choices for Iowans likely to attend the January 3 Republican presidential caucuses. A Bloomberg News poll shows Cain at 20%, Paul at 19%, Romney at 18%, and Gingrich wow. at 17%. That's pretty huge. That's right. You know, if 19% for Ron Paul puts him in second place? That would put him in, in second place. Wow. But, so the reason that they don't think they, they don't think Ron Paul can win, he won a bunch of straw polls um, in 2008 and then came in at eight or nine percent in New Hampshire and didn't do particularly well. But if Ron Paul can place well in Iowa, it may very well, um, you know, result in his uh, well, good placement in New Hampshire. And if he places well in New Hampshire and Iowa, he's a real live candidate as far as folks are concerned. Some people are calling him, uh, you know, the front runner. You know, some people who aren't happy about it, in fact, are calling him one of the front runners. I don't know. I mean, I to me, it seems like the media, for whatever their reason might be, is attempting to uh, brush Ron Paul under the rug. However, well, yeah, didn't he get 89 seconds in the most recent uh, yeah. presidential debate? Yeah, it's disgusting. What? 89 yeah. seconds in, in a like, that couldn't debate. Right. That's total. Yeah. But, you know, there's an interesting um, article that posited why Ron Paul has to be uh, – it's in the Republicans' best interest that Ron Paul is a Republican nominee. And I want to tell you about that when we get back. All right. And by the way, when I was at the Occupy Keene event tonight, it was mentioned that Ron Paul will be speaking in Keene uh, at the uh, the college. And there were no negative uh, boos or responses or anything like that from the Occupy folks. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. And it was somebody who said it that I didn't even know. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453. Moments remain here. And you can take control of the airwaves, 855-450-FREE. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. We invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. Like the show? Want to help support Free Talk Live? You can do that by shopping with us at shop.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through the links there at shop.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live 
gets a portion of the purchase that you make. Whether it's a brand new or used, Amazon probably sells it. Get your shopping done at shop.freetalklive.com and you'll help Free Talk Live at the same time. However, if you're looking for air rifles, there's one place to go. That's right. Uh, Pyramid Air uh, offered is well, the largest retailer of air rifles, whether they're big bore, medium bore, small bore air rifles in the country. I think it's in the world actually. Um, they they will offer. They have experts that will guide you through every step of the way in purchasing an air gun, the one that's right for your needs. They can do it right over the telephone. That's what they did with me when I got the uh, the Dragon Claw. You can uh, go see the Dragon Claw at airgun.freetalklive.com. You uh, for a limited time, you can use coupon code FTL11 to get free shipping or 10% off, whichever is more. Um, go now and view the amazing Dragon Claw at airgun.freetalklive.com. Peruse the site and see all the air guns and accessories they have there for you. It's airgun.freetalklive.com. We were talking about Ron Paul actually coming back in a poll here. Was it What was it, Gallup or uh, Zogby? This was uh, Bloomberg.com. Bloomberg. Uh, they they polled. Uh, was it Republican voters? Likely Republican voters. L- yeah, likely caucus goers in um, Iowa. And Ron Paul came out with nineteen percent. Yeah, that's second place. Second place by one. And you're talking about a margin of error. The, the, these three candidates are within the margin of error. Mm. Uh, Kane, Paul, Romney, and Gingrich. A virtual tie. Um, so Huge. I mean, it's huge news for Ron Paul. It, it really is. But you said there was something additional about Ron Paul you wanted to share? Well, yeah. There's... Um, uh, try to th- if Think about this from a strategy standpoint if you are the, um, the Republican establishment. They're probably not thinking this, but it's something that perhaps they should think about. Ron Paul has up to this point poo-pooed the idea of being a uh, third-party candidate, but not loudly or vociferously. He always does that. But he always does. And he always does that. And he's always been a U.S. representative running under the Republican ticket. But not now. But mm-hmm. not now. He is uh, retiring from that position. And this is it. If he doesn't win this presidency thing, he's done at the end of this term. That's right. So um, – when you look at most elections are won by a relatively small margin. And remember, uh, the presidential election is really no different. Uh, if if Ron Paul could actually get, say, the 9 percent he got in New Hampshire, um, and I'm just saying, just say he gets 10 percent, just for the purpose. Most elections are decided by a smaller margin than that. So mm-hmm. what he could likely do is, and I'm just guessing here, is he could cause whatever the Republican nominee is to lose. Um, now, maybe there would be more uh, anti-war Democrats that would vote for him and he would cause Obama to lose, but he would change the outcome of the election. So one, as a Republican strategist, would have to really consider do we want Ron Paul running as a third-party candidate, hmm. and how could we prevent that? One of the ways they could prevent it is by not making uh, him a pariah within the party, and then let's let the chips fall where they may, and see whether or push for him to be the. Uh, uh, I think Juan Williams has actually made a pretty good case for him. Several several people have made very good cases for him, and I think that he would be. Of course, I like him as um, you know one of the best choices out there. I like Gary Johnson too. Maybe how's Gary he doing? Um, it doesn't seem to be doing pretty very well. Um, yeah. You know, his campaign hasn't taken off. Maybe he'll be the next in the lineup after Newt Gingrich's campaign crashes and burns. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't know. But he hasn't been in any debates, right? He has Not been in a couple. Like the first one. 
I think he's been in a couple. Actually. Recently, though, has he been in recently? There have been a lot of debates, and yeah. you know, people have to. I, he's not getting much press. Yeah, uh, you know, that's that's the you know the end of the story. I don't know whether you know, I'm not going to put him out of the race because it's not my call to make. Um, you know, I mean, I, I hope well, you're going to vote in the primary, right? Yes. So who are you going to vote for? I haven't made up my mind whether it would be Gary Johnson or Ron Paul. Really? I really, you know, I like both of the candidates. Hmm. But only one of them has a realistic chance of actually winning, and one of them is far more principled than the other, and the same candidate is applied to both of those factors. We will see uh, what and, – and one of them – I will see what I decide to do when that time comes. I want to see how the Johnson campaign – because there's the possibility that he gets the bump that every other one of them has gotten along the way. And if that's so, then you know, I'm a right along with him. If he doesn't get that bump, then um, you know, I think Ron Paul's a, a, a certainly a good choice too. The, the statistics you mentioned, they seem so close. If just a few more people who are interested in electing Ron Paul would just register – as, as Republican or something and vote in the primaries, wouldn't that put him over the edge pretty easily? Aren't there a, a lot of people who support Ron Paul who aren't yet politically active? Well, remember, you, we're only talking about the Iowa caucuses here. This in is that the Iowa So this would only apply to Hampshire people in Iowa too. or New Hampshire? Yeah, this this matters. Um, in New Hampshire, I don't think at this point that a Democrat can register as a Republican or independent. It's too late. I can't vote because I'm a registered Democrat. That's right. Um, but... You know, there are places where one where a Democrat can choose to re-register as a Republican so that they can vote for Ron they Paul. They should do it tomorrow. That way they're not caught like I was because I had intended oh, – I figured, oh, I've still got a couple months left here. I'll just go down to the clerk's office, change to undeclared so I can – in New Hampshire, you can be undeclared and then you can declare your can't, your uh, party when you go to the ballot and then you can undeclare yourself again as you, you walk leave. out. Uh, and that's the way I used to be. And I thought, well, I can just go and do this. I've, I've got at least a couple months until this uh, this election thing. And they said, oh, you've got to be 90 days. So sorry, you're SOL. Yep. So, oh, you're no. a Democrat. 90 days? <laughs> For this election. Yeah. So, I mean, is, has that time already run out then? Yeah, because New Hampshire's first and they're going, what, January 15th or something like that? I think or it's even December sooner than or something that. Or uh, no, it's not December. It's early January. But yeah. Oh, so my it's, goodness. It's within the 90 days. But if you, in New Hampshire, you can actually go and register to vote the same day. So if you're not registered at all, you can go and vote as Even for the primaries? Even for the primaries. Wow. Yeah. And so, uh, But it's not that way in most places. In most places, you have to be registered 30 days out before the election. You may have to change your party 60 days or 90 days out before the election. So your mileage may vary. I would recommend if you are a registered Democrat or you are registered anything but a Republican and you need to be a Republican to vote for Ron Paul, that tomorrow you contact the Department of Elections or whatever it's called in your city or state and – Get that done. So there's a reason as a Republican that you would – even if you don't support Ron Paul, there's a reason as a Republican why you would want to vote for Ron Paul, and that is because he could run third party and you know, throw off the election and then Obama gets in. And I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody running third party, but that might be the result. And it seems like an – it doesn't seem like an unlikely result. It certainly would add a mix of randomness to the election. I would and be as amazing. a Democrat, um, wouldn't you prefer to see Ron Paul as the person against whom Obama is running, even if you're going to vote for Obama? So there's a reason for everybody to, to vote, vote for, for Ron, Ron Paul. Paul in the primary. That the makes Republican that all primary. makes a lot of sense to me. And as somebody who's been looking at elections for my adult life uh, and starting with the Libertarian Party, seeing how third party candidates have done, it's dismal. I mean, you're talking about half a percent 
of the vote nationwide will go to like the Libertarian Party candidate, and that's pushing it. Uh, but if you have Ron Paul running as a third-party candidate, whether it's the Constitution Party or the Libertarian Party, I would imagine he'd go Libertarian because that's what he did in 1988. Uh, but if you, he may uh, not even run under, uh, you know, maybe he'll run just as an independent. Yeah, but then he'd have to go and get on the ballot in all fifty states, and the Libertarian Party kind of already does that for you, okay. so he'd have the backing of of a political party in that case. Uh, but if you were to do that, you would have the strength of the Ron Paul movement promulgating a third-party candidate, which has never happened in the history of third-party candidates before. They have their fans, but they don't have the Ron Paul insanity, the madness right. of the Ron Paul movement. I mean, it would be very interesting to see what would happen in a case like that. Let's get to Captain Ned. He's been waiting patiently in Florida. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark, Ian, Derek. Good show, guys. Thanks. Hey, What's thanks, on your mind man. tonight? Hey, I'd just like to talk real quick about the, the New World Order media machine marginalizing Ron Paul just like to uh, try and marginalize this Occupy movement. Neither one's going to be successful. And I'd, I'd just like to remind everybody that uh, Winston Churchill said, no socialist state can survive without a Gestapo enforcing the restraint of free speech. And that's what they're trying to do, but it's not going to work. Hmm. Well, I hope that you're right about that. Certainly, Ron Paul is getting out in a way this time around that he was never able to accomplish uh, the first time around, and that's why I say if, if he's allowed or if he decides to run as a third party, if he loses the Republican nomination and decides to run as a third party, he could really – he could do – even if they don't even let him into the debates, he could have a bigger effect than Ross Perot did in 1992. Seriously. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what they're scared of. The, the Constitution is inconvenient to these guys who want China to be the model for the United States. So. Thanks, Ned, for the call. I appreciate it. Go ahead, Derek. Well, there are also uh, – you mentioned that you're a Democrat registered, so – there are 11 candidates not named Obama on the New Hampshire Democratic primary. Oh, really? I didn't even realize they were even to have a primary. <laughs> oh, they'll have a primary. This is the guy that wears the Viking hat every year that runs. I mean, it's not uh, – it, it, it's inconsequential. Well, maybe Dennis Kucinich will be in there or something like that. I mean, he's not so bad. I mean, but, he's not great. He's no Ron Paul. I, you know, I'd sooner vote for him than Obama. Yeah. All right. See you tomorrow online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.